Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. I'm your host, Brianna Wilson. I'm a certified dementia practitioner and the founder of Bamboo Care. So today we're going to be talking about traveling tips and considerations, holiday edition, but really relevant to any kind of traveling. So traveling can be very stressful any time of the year. And I haven't talked about it on the podcast before because it's a very dense topic. And you guys know I love to be thorough, but I've finally come to terms with the fact that as much as I would like to, I can't possibly cover everything. So if you've traveled before, hopefully you can fill in the gaps that I will surely miss, okay? But I'm going to give you 10 things to consider and then a bonus and then talk about some tips for packing, flying, and driving, okay? And then next week, we're going to talk about holiday tips and setting up the environment and day for the greatest possibility of success and to have an enjoyable time, okay? But before we get into today's topic, we have everyone's favorite housekeeping, right? So first thing is that November freebies are now available on our website at letsbamboo.com slash resources. This month is a Thanksgiving picture bingo and our 2022 holiday gift ideas for people living with dementia. And there's about 37 uniquely different ideas. And so if you're interested, definitely check it out. I'll also link it in the podcast notes, okay? The next thing is that we launched a new product called the Dignity Duo, which was created to promote dignity, independence, and facilitate improved social interactions for your partner living with dementia. So if you find that others have difficulty communicating with your partner who has dementia, and you and your partner have kind of found yourselves in stressful or even awkward situations because of this, then I definitely recommend that you give the Dignity Duo a try, okay? It comes with 20 dementia care cards and two magnetic buttons that say Dementia Champion. Now, our dementia care cards provide a discreet and dignified way to let people know how to best communicate and engage with your partner living with dementia. And so there's three things that it says. You can go to our website and you'll be able to see exactly what it says. And these cards are perfect for social gatherings, medical offices, especially for people who may not be familiar with your partner, restaurants, hair salons, airports, convenience stores, really anywhere, okay? And so if you pair our dementia care cards with our dementia champion buttons, one for you and one for your partner, it will provide a subtle yet effective public awareness while facilitating improved social interactions and a sense of normalcy for both you and your partner. So if you're interested, you can visit letsbamboo.com shop or there will also be a direct link in the podcast notes, okay? And then lastly, just a friendly reminder that Bamboo Care will be hosting a free dementia masterclass open house on November 15th at 7.30 p.m. CST Central Standard Time. It will be online and there will be a three-day replay available for anyone who registers just in case you can't join us live, okay? This open house is really for anyone who's been considering joining a dementia care course or specifically our With Intent Masterclass, which really is like the ultimate dementia care course, okay? You can go to letsbamboo.com events or go to the direct link in the podcast notes, okay? 
Now we do have one more announcement, but I will save it for next week's podcast, okay? But just know that we do have another event coming up in December. If you want to know about it sooner than next week, then be sure to sign up for our newsletter at letsbamboo.com slash newsletter or check the podcast notes because the announcement will be going out Sunday on the 13th and you will also be able to register for the event at that time as well. So let's get back to the topic at hand traveling with someone living with dementia, okay? And just to be clear, we aren't going to be covering traveling alone with dementia. So if a person living with dementia were to travel alone, that's not what we're going to be talking about, okay? That would be a whole separate topic. But of course, you may find that there's a lot of overlap. So let's start with the 10 things that you have to consider when traveling. So consideration number one is what is the motivation to travel? Why are you traveling? What's the purpose? And do you even like the people that you're going to go see? Because if we're being honest, for some people, even if it is family, we don't always like our family or we don't always like certain members of the family. And so what I will say is this, if you are traveling out of obligation and not desire, it's my honest opinion that it's just not worth it, okay? And then it's also important to know that at some point, it may be better for people to come to you versus traveling to them, even if that means that less people will show, okay? The second consideration is, well, what is your partner's willingness and ability to travel? Does your partner even like traveling? How does it go getting them out of the house just on a regular basis to get in the car, to get out of the car? What are their physical capabilities? Will you be able to assist them? Can your vehicle accommodate any adaptive devices that they may use, like a walker or a wheelchair? The third consideration is the length of stay. So how long is the trip going to take to get there and back, but also how long will you be staying there? Because unfortunately, trips can disrupt a person's whole routine. And so at some point, Shorter trips may be better for both you and your partner living with dementia because there's definitely going to be this adjustment period once you leave and get there and then also once you return back home, okay? Then consideration number four is the destination. So where are you going? Is this a familiar destination to your partner or will it be brand new? What is the environment like? So like the house, the hotel, or building itself, is it spacious or cluttered? How's the lighting? Are there any supports at this location? Is it accessible? Will there be a quiet room available for your partner if necessary? What about the weather? Is it different from where you're currently living? Will there be any time changes? If so, what direction and by how many hours? And then with this location or destination, How well will you be able to maintain y'all's routine, like the meals and naps and bed and wake times, okay? Because all that's really important. And then the fifth consideration is how many people will be traveling with you and then how many people will be at the end destination, like in general, but then also on the holiday. And how do you think your person would respond to the amount of people, you know? 
And then consideration number six is the mode of transportation. So are you going to travel by car or plane? Now this is a biggie, especially during the holiday seasons because there's a lot of traffic, both on the road and in the airports. And it can be quite the mess if we're being honest, okay? So you definitely wanna keep that in mind. Then the seventh consideration is what will your person do once they are there? If your friends or family play games, are the games inclusive? Do your friends or family know how to best talk to and engage your partner in conversation so it doesn't feel like people are just talking around them like they aren't even there? If they don't want to play the games or participate in the chit-chat, what are their options? What activities can you provide? And then the eighth consideration, let's say you get sick during the holiday. Well, who's going to help out with your partner? Can anyone else step up to the plate? And if so, who? And will they honestly make matters worse? Or do you think they would be able to manage okay? That's something you really have to think about, okay? And then the ninth consideration, are they at risk for wandering? Do you need to consider getting an identification bracelet or a necklace for them, depending on what you think your partner would wear? What about a GPS tracking device that you can tag on them? or a GPS watch, which honestly, GPS watches can be really expensive, but AirTag bracelets are actually much cheaper and they look like watches, okay? Are you going to sign them up for the Safe Return program? What about investing in a portable door alarm like a doorstop alarm? Basically, do you have a plan if your partner attempts to wander off or succeeds in wandering off? Because unfortunately, new environments increase the risk of wandering because, well, it's unfamiliar. And if you are somewhere you don't recognize or you don't remember or understand while you are there, what are you going to do? You're probably going to start looking around and attempt to get somewhere that you feel more comfortable. And then consideration number 10, as we know, we still live in COVID's world. I know some people don't think so, but the reality is we do. So depending on how and where you are traveling, are COVID-19 vaccination requirements something you need to be mindful of and make sure that you have handled? Do you need to make sure that you have a negative test result? Are you all going to be wearing masks? Is this agreed upon by all people traveling and attending the gathering? What about hygiene practices? Are you prepared to function in COVID's world as you are out and about, okay? And then the bonus is, can you handle all that? Can you handle the stress of traveling? Is it worth trying to handle or is it time to consider alternatives, okay? So now let's get into some packing tips. So firstly, you always wanna make sure that you have access to the essentials. So if you're traveling by plane, that means on your carry-on. If you're traveling by car, that means within reach in the car, okay? Not underneath the suitcases in the back, right? So this includes your travel itinerary, any medications, a change of clothes for you and your partner, a few extra incontinence briefs or pads if necessary, and then of course, water, snacks, activities, which is a biggie, and even noise-canceling earmuffs or headphones if necessary, okay? Then number two, again, you want to make sure that you have the necessary medications for both you and your partner, 
Please don't pack all your partner's medications, but then forget to pack your own because that happens so often. You want to make sure that you have up-to-date medical information, a list of emergency contacts, photocopies of important legal documents in case you need them, okay? And then the third tip is that you want to pack familiar items like linens, blankets, comfort items, hygiene products that they use on an everyday basis. Do they have a cup that they always use? Bring those types of things, okay? And of course, some of these items, especially like the linens, blankets, those kind of things are easier to pack if you're traveling by car versus plane, but it is important to bring something that is familiar and comforting because new places can be very disorienting and anxiety provoking and confusing and it's just really helpful to have something that feels known okay and then tip number four if your partner is incontinent you want to make sure that you pack more clothes than you think is necessary for the trip because you never know how or when their clothing will become soiled especially when you throw in road airport or holiday foods into the mix if you get what i mean okay and then tip number five is pack some night lights and then use them wherever your partner will be sleeping and then put them in places leading to the bathroom okay and if the person lets you keep the bathroom light on so that your partner can easily find it okay now, if you decide to fly, I want to give you a few tips for that as well. So tip number one, make your reservation through a travel agency or by working directly with an airline. And then definitely look into getting a good travel insurance policy because you just never know what can happen, okay? Now, I will say that some online reservation portals are getting fancier where you can request things like wheelchairs, escorts, and other special accommodations through the online booking process, but you may find it easier to dot your I's and cross your T's if you just actually communicate with a real person, okay? And then I also want to add that even if your partner doesn't use a wheelchair, if they are open to sitting in one, you may want to consider because there could be long lines, the airports are going to be crowded, making navigating difficult and overwhelming. So oftentimes it's usually just better to have a cart. You know, some airports have like, I don't know, I guess they're kind of like golf carts or maybe they are golf carts, but where you can hop on the cart and they'll take you or if you can get your partner to sit in the wheelchair and you push them to get where you need to go. Okay. Then tip number two is if it's a quick flight, nonstop flights are usually better or flights with a longer layover. You don't want to book those quick switch connection flights because that's going to be super stressful <laughs> and it's just an unnecessary stress that you can avoid, okay? Then tip number three is consider if an aisle seat is better and or a seat closer to the bathroom. What about a window seat instead if your partner feels better being able to see what's happening? I know personally, I like having a window seat. I need to know what's going on because it just gives me this false sense of safety and control, but I much prefer having a window seat. I'm a lot less anxious. And then tip number four is that family or companion care bathrooms are usually the way to go for bathroom needs, but 
if there isn't an option for that, women's bathrooms are usually the good default if your partner is a different sex than you. You may get a couple looks, but you have to do what you have to do, okay? And you will probably never see them again anyways. And if there is a handicap accessible bathroom, that may be a better option so that you and your partner have room to maneuver and you have room to assist them if necessary, okay? And then the fifth tip is if your partner is incontinent and wears incontinence wear, then you want to consider having your partner wearing two briefs or doubling up on the pads. So basically having an extra layer of protection in case you're not able to change them right away, okay? And then finally, if you're traveling by car, my most important tip is to plan stops ahead of time. Stops to use the bathroom, stops to stretch the legs and move the body, stops to eat. And you want to be sure to give yourself more time than you would if you were traveling by yourself. You definitely don't want to be in any kind of rush, okay? Just take your time, stop when you need to, plan it out, and just get there safely. That's the most important part, okay? Then my second tip is do not cramp your partner into the corner of the car, okay? Make sure that they have as much leg space and room as possible given the chosen vehicle. So my recommendation is that you literally move the seat into its furthest back and reclined position, okay? And then pack around that position. It's important that the person has options so that they don't have to stay in the stagnant position the whole ride. Because when you're uncomfortable, you get agitated, okay? And so you want your partner to be as comfortable as possible. And then that leads me to my third tip, which is to provide either regular pillows or neck pillows and have a blanket accessible in case they get cold, okay? Now, regardless of if you are traveling by plane or car, you want to make sure that your partner has something to do, something to keep them entertained, or come up with some car road games or an enjoyable music playlist, something that you can sing along to, okay? Or better yet, something that they can sing along to, okay? So that's all I have for this episode. I do hope that it was helpful and informative. As I mentioned in the beginning, next week we will be talking about specific holiday tips because if traveling wasn't stressful enough, the holiday itself can be just as stressful whether you're traveling or not, okay? So I do hope that you will join me. Again, it will be next week, so back-to-back podcast episodes. Remember to download November's freebies, grab your Dignity Duo, or register for our Dementia Masterclass open house if you are interested, and all the links will be in the podcast notes, okay? If anyone has any questions, comments, or future podcast requests, you can send us an email at podcast at whatthedementia.com. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Take care, and until next time, stay strong, care on, and remember, you are not alone. Bamboo Care is always here.